Because it's really about empowering your salesperson, making your salesperson the hero, making your salesperson a problem solver. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I'm super excited for this series for next 10 Thursdays, guys. Next 10 Thursdays, you're going to hear the sessions that were played in Arizona at the B2BMX conference. And the reason is we're going to have a similar set of speakers and have all the great experiences that you're about to get a taste of for the next 10 Thursdays in Boston on August 11th and August 12th. We are joining hands with B2BMX and Petovitz Group and Terminus and Flip My Funnel. All of us are coming together and doing this big industry conference where marketing sales are coming together as one team and going to talk about phenomenal results that you and your organization can get. So I hope to see you in Boston on August 11th and 12th. And here's a sneak peek of the type of sessions you can expect at this conference. So here you go. Welcome, everyone. Um, Welcome to this session, sales and marketing alignment. Everyone is talking about sales and marketing alignment. So we're going to make sure that we align both. Um, Let's start with a story. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to take you back to 1996 for all the young ones here. 1996, um, I used to work for Intel. And Intel used to fly us around their sites. So we had corporate jets and we used to fly from site to site, go to like two, three sites in the same day. It was pretty cool. Um, One of my flights, I was coming from Sacramento back to San Jose. And sitting right next to me was the CEO, one of the founders of Intel, Andy Grove. And we're having discussions. I was new into marketing. I had just started marketing at Intel. And we were having discussions around the industry, how the industry is evolving, how the internet is going to take over the world. But there's one thing that he said to me during that flight that really got stuck in my head all these years. This is 1996. There were desktops. There were no mobile handheld devices. And he said to me that not long from now, our customers will be, our customers will have so much information on their fingertips that sales will be dependent on marketing and marketing will be dependent on sales. And they both may work under the same organization. Now, this is 1996 timeframe when it was actually a best practice for sales and marketing to work in silos. It was perfectly fine for sales not to see marketing, marketing not to see sales. We probably bump into them in some event or um, maybe at a trade show or at a customer visit. And it was perfectly normal. You fast forward, and music is coming up. You fast forward, (laughs) you fast forward about 10 years or so, like maybe 2000, five, six time frame, people started to talk about sales and marketing alignment, how the roles have changed. 
Sales and marketing alignment has become absolutely critical now. You cannot run a B2B or B2C or H2H, human-to-human business, without having the alignment between sales and marketing. There have been uh, some slides that I saw that the roles have flipped. You know, sales role has evolved from being 80% down to 20%. And marketing roles have come up from 20% to 80%. I don't really buy that. I think sales and marketing, their role has become a lot more, uh, there's a lot more expectation from sales and marketing. Both have to be involved from awareness all the way down to purchase. If sales is not involved in your awareness campaigns, you may not be saying the right things. So it's absolutely critical for sales and marketing to be aligned throughout the funnel. And I called it the uh, some evolution, sales and marketing evolution. So I work for Hughes. Um, and I work for many small and large companies over the years. And um, Hughes is... Um, It's a network provider. We provide uh, broadband connectivity to consumers, to companies, and to things. So we are primarily a satellite company. We have about 24 satellites that we manage. And we also have a consumer business. So please you know, remember this. I'm going to talk about something that's probably going to go over that in the next couple of slides. We have a consumer business where we provide broadband connectivity to consumers through the satellite under the brand HughesNet. And then we have a B2B piece, which is Hughes on brand. That's where I belong. We provide broadband connectivity, whether it's cable, fiber, um, uh, satellite, or other broadband connectivity vehicles. Now, the consumer business is about 65% of the revenue. So they get more love. They have heavy budgets, they have more resources, they have the voice in the company. Enterprise, where I belong, uh, people, our management is focused on enterprise, or focused on growing the enterprise. But when it comes to budget, when it comes to headcount, the answer is always no. So that's the challenge that I had to face <clears throat> when I joined them. So I'm going to take you back when I started in Hughes. I started in 2016. Um, nice morning in December, December 15th or something. I was, uh, my hiring boss wanted me to join in December. I said, why should I join in December? I could join after the holidays. You know, what's, what's going to happen in December? We have a big show that we do in January, right after the holidays. And we invest a lot of money into this show. And he really wanted me to manage that event, a trade show event. So I'm like, okay. So this is December 16th. I walked into a conference room. It's full. It's full of people from, you know, product marketing to sales to uh, solutions engineering to event manager, uh, the Marcom. Everyone was in there and they all had their own opinions. Sales was not happy with marketing's um, taglines for the event or what we're going to messaging we put on the panels. Marketing was not able to convince sales that this is the right messaging. It's completely chaotic, completely chaotic. Um, I went to some other meetings and you could see the tension. You could actually feel the tension between sales and marketing. So I went to my boss and I said, yep, you're right. We need to do something. 
it's already December 15th or 16th. Event is in early January. We don't even have our messaging yet. We don't, we're not talking about email campaigns and social media campaigns and all that stuff. We did it. Now, actually, I finished it before Thanksgiving. But there was a problem. And we've seen pictures like this all over the place. Like sales or marketing are like elderly people. You know, this analogy. I, I mean, it's true. It's, 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 a, it's a great analogy. Because elderly people, they love each other. It's a different way of loving each other, but they love each other. But they depend, they depend on each other. If they're both uh, married or they're living together, they're dependent on each other. And that's how it is. One could be sales, one could be marketing. They have their different roles, but they're dependent on each other. Hughes was the same. My parents have been married 52 years. All right. Live in the same house under the same roof. They have separate rooms, separate TVs, separate phones. They just can't stand, you know, sleeping in the same bed. If they come visit us, we want to have different rooms for them. But they love each other. They're dependent on each other. If my mom comes, visits me or visits my sister, my dad panics. She should be at home. So, I mean, that's the relationship we have. And I, I like this analogy. I think it's true. But today, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that in the next 20, 25 minutes. Um, this is the situation at Hughes. Um, there were misunderstood roles. Like, who's responsible for what? There was messaging. Like, everyone stood up and created a tagline for the company. And they were sent out an email with a different branding, different coloring, different fonts. Um, who was making the decision? It was really chaotic. And I loved it because I've, I've been doing this for many years. Every time I take on a job at a company, my first, my first thing I do is, if I'm, I worked in sales, I also worked in marketing. If I'm in sales, I'll go and reach out to the marketing folks. If I'm in marketing, I'll go reach out to the sales guys. So I loved it. I mean, as soon as I came in, I said, this is messed up. This is really, really messed up. But I'm going to fix it. And that's true because we need to understand that sales and marketing are two different functional areas. We are not uh, working at the same speeds. Right? Marketing is focused on awareness campaigns. We're focused on... Um, Uh, doing, uh, you know, uh, um, events and shows, producing more leads, filling up the funnel. That's marketing's job to fill up the funnel. Sales is focused on meeting their quotas, you know, meeting the revenue goals and emptying the funnel. So how could you align them? I mean, one is filling up a funnel, one is emptying a funnel, but you need that alignment. How do you do that? And that's a challenge. That's a challenge that every company faces, and it's a nice problem. It's a nice problem to solve. So what I do is I divide it into three phases. And I've done that in other companies. If you add up these numbers, they don't really add up to 60. But there are, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of you know, going back to the drawing board, scheduling meetings, getting the implementation done. Overall, it took about 60 days to get the initial alignment. Of course, uh, you're not completely aligned in 60 days. 
So you have a short-term plan and a long-term plan. So phase one is just listening. I just schedule some meetings, 15 minutes or less meetings. I ask a couple of questions and I just gather all that information. And I'll go over that a little bit. Phase two is actually taking that information, normalizing it and creating a plan and trying to sell that to top management. That's another challenge. And phase three, which is the easiest one, is executing that alignment. So in phase one, I had a whole bunch of meetings with uh, our business leadership. I had meetings with um, sales leadership, marketing leadership. I had even meetings with customer support, customer services. I had uh, one-on-one meetings with uh, technical marketing, project management, just to get a feel of what everyone is thinking as far as their functional deliverables, their roles. There are different perspectives, and it's very interesting. I pretty much asked three questions. What were your objectives or roles in the previous year? All right. What were your um, highlights in the previous year? And, you know, what are the things that you didn't meet in the last year? What are your goals this year? And what do you expect from marketing? How can marketing help? So you get different perspectives. But remember, um, I also have something, I I don't have it in my slides. It's a pyramid. The uh, business leadership has a goal. It could be just revenues. Let's meet, you know, 100 million or whatever their goal is. And then sales is a secondary piece in that puzzle that supports that goal. And sales has to say, if the corporate goal is 100 million, for example, we need to have X amount of opportunities. We need to have X amount of leads. We need to have X amount of engagements. And then underneath sales comes their support, which is marketing, uh, project management, engineering. They have their own goals and objectives. But everything should feed that corporate goal, the one that's on top. So it's very interesting. In my office, I have whiteboards. I'm a crazy geek. I'm an engineer, actually. I got into marketing early in my career. So I whiteboard all around my office and I invite people to these meetings so they can start writing on those boards. And people love that. They sometimes smell that, you know, marker or they write down. And it's good record keeping for me because it's right there on the board. I don't have to go back into my office and take notes. Of course, with the executives, I had to go to their office. But uh, I whiteboarded everything in the phrase, in the first phrase. So I listened to different functional areas and I, you know, whiteboarded everything that they were talking about. Um, you know, I put some boxes over the numbers and everything, so keep it confidential. But you look at, you know, the, the top, the one in that circle in red, that's the senior management, the business leaders. You could tell that, you know, sales was the, the dark blue one, which is, you know, new logos and our revenues and the, uh, the teal or the, uh, the light blue is uh, marketing. And I have this thing uh, where if to, for sales enablement to support sales, we are a service provider. Marketing is a service provider to sales. Sales is our customer. We need to get this right. Otherwise, there's no alignment. You cannot do alignment with sales. We are a service provider. Sales is our customer. We have to listen to them. So if sales has an objective to reach, uh, to have, let's say, 10 meetings, 
We multiply by that six or eight. My objective will be six or eight meetings. That's the formula I've calculated over the years. If they want um, 20 million in revenues, I multiply by the six or eight. Six is the minimum, and eight is good to have. If I exceed that, that'll be awesome. So that's a little way of relating each and every functional area. And then the next exercise, once you collect all that information from different functional areas, again, I don't want to look at project management and you know, customer support. My focus was, again, sales, marketing, and the business leadership. So I've tried to find common goals between the three, uh, the three uh, areas, business leadership, sales, and marketing. So I Venn diagram everything. Right, just like what we did in middle school, Venn diagram, everything. There's sales objectives, which is right here, business objectives, and marketing objectives. This is just a representation. Um, I couldn't take a picture of my whiteboard because it had too much detail in it, so I, I drew one up. But you get the message. It's really about finding that sweet spot between sales and marketing. It's really finding that common objectives between sales and marketing. And there were a few uh, objectives that were in the business, the, the leadership, but they didn't belong, they, didn't, they were not in sales or they were not in marketing. So we had to move things around. Now, when I did this exercise, this is an important point. Do not do this on your own. Make sure sales leadership is on board. Make sure marketing leadership is on board. If you do this on your own, you go back to your sales leadership or you go back to your marketing leadership, they're going to shoot it down. So make sure they're all in agreement. They're all waving their and nodding and saying, yes, agreed. We need to move this over and this is true. This is right. This is correct. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why this is important. If sales and marketing agree on these common objectives, oh, where am I? If they agree on these common objectives, life will get much easier because you still have to go and propose this to management and sell this. And marketing really can't sell. You need the sales leadership to sell this. All right, so we did this. Now, this, this is phase one. It took the longest, really. It took the longest for me because I had to uh, um, get all this information, normalize it, put it together, have meetings with sales We started a sales and marketing alignment workshop, which met two or three times a week. Uh, just the four of us, myself, the head of sales, East Coast, head of sales, West Coast, the head of sales. Um, and we met on a regular basis to get this thing down, really. I mean, this was a very um, a long nights and long days exercise, really, just to find the sweet spot. Because like I mentioned, We're both different functional areas. We, we are operating at different speeds, but you have to find that common objective. So once we did the common goals, then it was time to create a plan. Again, when you create this plan, you are presenting it to the top leadership of the company because there may be some organizational changes. You may need help from HR. You may have to move the, or shovel the budget around a little bit to have the support structure for this alignment. So I had to come up with a 60-day plan 
so I can present at B2B MX. And I had to come up with a 360 day plan, really, because you have to look at short term goals and long term goals. Otherwise, you'll get stuck. I've done it in another company. I learned a lesson where I didn't focus on near-term goals and I just focused on long-term goals, it really never happened then. No one has the time or you know, the, the patience to wait for this long to have an alignment. So that's why you have to have a near-term goal. So I created a 60-day plan and a 360-day plan for sales and marketing alignment. Today, I'm going to focus more on 60-day plan. So we did a planning exercise. And... In this planning exercise, again, with sales leadership and marketing leadership together, objectives and roles. Let's agree that these are the sales objectives. Let's agree these are the marketing objectives and agree that these are the common objectives, just like the the Venn diagram. Top priorities, short-term and long-term. What are the sales priorities short-term so we can focus on those? And what are the priorities long-term? And again, make sure we all agree on those. And then what strategies or tactics we can use to meet those objectives? Now, marketing has a whole bunch of tactics, a whole bunch of strategies. We need to make sure that we inform sales. Yes, we can do that. No, we cannot do that. Be transparent, really. If you cannot do something, let them know. And then plans and actions. How are we going to reach those objectives and goals? I divided this planning uh, into four different, because uh, f- we have to present to top leadership, top management, you have to simplify everything. So even though sales and marketing agreed on all that Venn diagram, all those objectives, for the top leadership was really four or five slides. Summarize everything, simplify everything. Sales leadership can talk and they can sell this idea. Um, and then it was, I was actually stepped back. I let the sales leadership and the marketing leadership go and sell this to top management. But I was, of course, supporting them. Getting buy-in from top leadership. Defining and redefining roles. So you have to have an organization that's set up for alignment. You have to have the infrastructure, the organizational structure, so they can support the alignment. So we did buyer personas. We had sales actually come and say, okay, what are the buyer's personas that you guys agree upon? And we'll just take those. Revenue goals um, and organization. So like I mentioned in the beginning that Hughes Net was 60% of the business, the consumer business. They got most of the budget. They got most of the, uh, the headcount. I was actually hired at Hughes and I was reporting to the EVP of consumer marketing. Because enterprise could not afford um, the budget to have a wreck. So I was supporting to the consumer guy, an absolute genius guy, really nice guy. But our organization was set up in a way that my digital agency, my PR agency, and my demand gen agency were all reporting to the consumer business. They had SOWs with the consumer business. And enterprise was not getting any love. So I had to actually tell them, hey, leave the budget alone. Leave it the way it is. Let's make sure that we move the enterprise marketing under the enterprise um, pro- uh, business unit. So we get the focus. I also divided the SOWs. So we cut that SOW 
So there's an enterprise SOW with these agencies and a consumer agent, uh, SOW. Because even the agencies won't give you that love if you don't have an SOW with them. So you have to make sure the organization is also lined up. Revenue goals we talked about. The biggest nightmare was MQL and SQL. My goodness. We let sales define the MQL. It's amazing. We said, okay, here's, here's my suggestion. You know, if you click on this and you download some asset or you engage with us, you get this amount of score. What do you guys think? So sales came up with a strategy. Okay, we think this is an MQL. And this is important. If sales come up, comes up with your MQL scoring, they'll be a lot more um, willing to take that and convert it into an SQL. Because you said, hey, you told me if your MQL score is, I'm just throwing a number 100, then, and if you go beyond 100, it could be an SQL. If I create an MQL score, they'll never take it. They'll never be a handoff. So that's another trick I learned over the years. Have sales define your MQL scoring and the SQL as well. So that, you know, the funnel was moving, flowing very nicely after that. So after we did that, then I put some timelines and goals and uh, lined up some tactics on, on this alignment. I have just a few minutes left. Um, now, there's a lot of cleanup and fix up because there's a lot of activities that you, they have to, the train has to keep running. We have about 103 trade shows and events in a year. That's amazingly high. About 53 trade shows and the rest are dinners and summits or meetings. Um, so we had to do lots of stuff. So I created this sales and marketing alignment workshop. We met every two, three days. Now it's every biweekly. Uh, manage the events. You know, what happens when you have this event? Who's going to this event? Who's manning the booth? Well, who's creating the messaging for that event? Who's creating the email campaign? Um, we talked about processes and reporting. So we invested a lot of time into this to make sure that you clean up the mess that you have. We had 23 different sales decks, 23 different sales presentations. Now we only have two. One for small business, one for enterprise. Imagine every person goes out and they have a different look and feel of the presentation. They have different messaging. That's not right. So I cut it down. We had 500 different dashboards in Salesforce that I removed. And so why do we have all these dashboards? Everyone wakes up, hey, I need a dashboard, I need reporting. So we organized everything, we cleaned up everything in, in those 60 days. And then how we did that, so I, we created a Dropbox folder, quick, you know, dirty, you can create a Dropbox folder quickly, create templates, create a style guide, a, a branding guide. We did a marketing show. That's something we use WebEx. We go out to sales. Hey, this is what's happening in, the, in this month. These are the products. Uh, these are the uh, campaigns we're launching. Um, this is what's happening in the industry. Because it's really about empowering your salesperson, making your salesperson the hero, making your salesperson a problem solver. Because consumers, they pretty much have made up their mind. Customers, the B2B customers, they've made up their mind through their peers, through their social networks on what is it that they need. Salesperson comes in as a lifesaver, as a superhero. So you need to um, uh, project that image for the sales team. 
we had our training Tuesdays and now it's actually turned into Hughes University. We have so much content on demand that sales guys can go and get that. So we gave them a lot of love to change their relationship. Here are some of the tools that we use. They're quick to turn on. Um, we use Salesforce Chatter to chat with sales initially. We use the, uh, the uh, Vidyard, uh, Vidyard, which is you just embed a personal video when you're communicating with your customers or you're talking about a document. We also uh, turn on sales navigators really quick. We created point drives for sales uh, with nice pictures and very short uh, graphics. Uh, we used um, um, uh, WebEx, Sales for Life. So Jamie Shanks, who's a great advocate, advocate of social selling, sales and marketing alignment. We actually invited him in a couple of our sessions. Um, this is what I said, Hughes University. So we created all these tools and tactics which are quick to turn up. You, you can quickly turn these within 30, 40 days and get things going. Um, this is a, just a screenshot of uh, the Vidyard within an email. Um, here's you know, our Salesforce chatter. We're just chatting with the sales guys and they're exchanging information, PDF files, some of the other comments. Um, here's a... This is Jamie Shanks, actually. So this is one of his uh, point drives for LinkedIn Navigator. Um, we created a YouTube channel with a lot of short two-minute videos, one-minute video, 50-second videos, so they can uh, engage with their uh, prospects. We created some banners, some snackables for LinkedIn campaigns for, for, for them to do organic posts on LinkedIn. And that really helps. They all look the same. All of this had said the same messaging. We even provided them with a copy on what to write, what to hashtag, and what to... Uh, right in their post, and that was really um, received very well by the sales team. So these two quotes I really love. I'm almost towards the end. Learn from your unhappy customers. Sales and marketing, we need to remember we are the service provider as marketing. If a salesperson or a sales organization is unhappy, let's learn from them. And uh, Matt Hines, a great marketer and a guru in marketing, he says it. He just hits the nail on the head. We need to support a common objective. Really, find those objectives, find that sweet spot, and support that. So we had great success. I mean, this was, I, I, I mean, it was beyond my expectation, really, because once we tightened things up, once we got that alignment, we had huge success in web engagements, in social media engagements, in trade shows. They were actually being proactive in trade shows gaining leads and um, you know, engaging with people. And our win rates went up. We actually beat our revenue goals because of the alignment exercise. We're continuing with that um, since 2017, 18, and even 19. We're beating our revenues. Sales is coming back to us and saying, hey, good job. Hey, can you do this? So it's, it's a good feeling. We created um, like an NPS score within sales and marketing. So they actually give us a score on how we did it and how, how we're doing in our campaigns. So it does have its benefits. That elderly couple, really. So they, they do love each other. They do love each other. It doesn't seem that way because I don't know why, but they love each other. So I've created this file, do not work in silos anymore, like 1996. Have relationships with sales. Take them out for coffee, talk about their personal lives, about what they do. Um, update and communicate. Have an SLA with sales. This is important. They are like our customers. We have to have an SLA, an agreement with sales. We respond within 24 hours. If you ask us something, we'll get back to you within this certain amount of time. You need to have that SLA. 
Be transparent. If something works, something doesn't work, something cannot work, be transparent with them. All right? So, um, and we have, we've uh, actually evolved over the year and a half or so with sales. And uh, we have in included many other tactics for this uh, alignment. And it's really going great. Uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter if you have any questions. Otherwise, thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you, Shahid. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.